0: The following message is from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about LifeSource is available at lifesource.org.au. Do you know that uh, in in England at Christmas time, they spend over a billion dollars on advertising just for the Christmas stores? You know how in America's Super Bowl there's the big money spent on advertising well in, in England it's christmas time they spend over a billion dollars in advertising and here in australia we just have uh, very basic commercials but one that really grabbed my imagination was the lady that says what i wanted for christmas was world peace but what i got was a roll up hose <laughs> I was just, I don't know, that just tickles me. That just like, world peace, roll up hose. I don't know. How many of you are looking forward to a roll up hose for Christmas? How many of you are looking forward to world peace? Well, whatever. I mean, the fact is that um, we all have a desire for something. But originally, Christmas was about God giving to us what I call the big three. God gave us the big three. And uh, we we speak about it so flippantly. But the big three is, and I'm going to talk about it today, is just love, joy, and peace. They're the greatest Christmas presents that a human being can receive is love, joy, and peace. And I want to talk to you about that today. But before I do that, let's read Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 that says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is born is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. The message puts that line beautifully by saying he'll take over the running of the world. How many of you think it's time that someone took over the running of the world that knew what they were doing? And uh, the day's coming when Jesus will take over the running of the world. And his name will be called, I love this, there's no comma between wonderful and counselor. It should be just wonderful counselor mighty God, everlasting Father, and here it is, (laughs) Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. Can we just focus on Prince of Peace for a little while, Prince of Peace, just Prince of Peace, how can you have peace without the Prince of Peace? So peace is one of the big three, and we'll leave that to the end, but let's talk about the other big two, which is love, then joy, and then we'll do peace at the end. But let's talk about love. Because there's a verse that's probably the most famous verse in the Bible. And I think every Christian in the world, if there's one verse in the Bible that they've memorized, would be John 3.16. Come on, let's, let's all say it together. Just the first part of the verse. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave just let's stop there for a second for God so loved the world because if there's ever a Christmas verse it's this one for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and the focus is on the incredible love that gives we got Dion and Simone that are here this morning with their brand new baby first day in church little Harvey's come to church and just think about that the, the, the focus of their life right now is their little baby. And, and just the, the very concept of giving that baby away is, is beyond understanding. But God did that because of his love towards us. And can I say to you that the value of the love that one has towards someone is connected to the value of the gift that you're willing to give. And so if we look at the value of Jesus and then start to compare how our value must be so high in God's eyes that he would be willing to give us his beloved. Can I just stop just for, for a second and just focus in on the very concept that God is love first john chapter 4 i think it's verse 8 it says god is love and if there's one word that defines who god is it's love it's interesting that we don't have i mean how many many of you believe that god is all powerful but we don't have a verse in the bible that says god is power how many of you know that god is all-knowing he's omniscient but we don't have a verse in the bible that says god is all-knowledge but we do have a verse in the Bible that says, God is love. What I find interesting is this, is that the definition of God, there's this three words that define God. It's omnipotence, omnipresence, and omniscience. And those three words, definitions, God is omnipotent, all-powerful. God is omnipre- omnipresent, everywhere at the same time. God is omniscient, knows everything. And they're the three words that sort of describe God for us. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2 that, that Jesus, in order to take on humanity, had to empty himself of, of some of those divine attributes. And, and he emptied himself of, of omnipotence and omniscience and omnipresence. But the one factor that he kept... That defined him as God. That he was able to say, I and my father are one. We're the same. And here it is. What he kept was, God is love. Jesus is love. And he kept that attribute of love. And so, wherever he went, he demonstrated love. And we need to get that in our God concept. Because too many of us have got God concepts that are a little bit warped. We've got God concepts. Because I, I know when I was growing up, I had a very angry God concept. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was my legalistic upbringing that made God a really angry God. And it was like God was always looking to punish me. But you know, the thing is this. That that, that, that verse after John 3 said, are, are you following me? Because I'm taking you on a journey here this morning on, on the big three. Love, peace and joy and Love, joy, and peace. And I want you to get love. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but everlasting life. And then the next verse is, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might through him might be saved. And, and, so, and so this is the point that we've got to get this God concept of God is love. And when we get the God concept that God is love, then we begin to understand for God so loved the world that he gave his son. So so if God wanted to condemn the world, he would have done what? He would have given a condemner, but he didn't give us a condemner. If God wanted to punish the world, he would have sent us a punisher. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says God sent a condemner. God sent a punisher. If God wanted to judge the world, he would have sent a judge. But there's nowhere in the Bible that says God sent a judge. If God wanted to destroy the world, he would have sent a destroyer. But there's nowhere that says God sent a destroyer. So what does the Bible say that God sent? The Bible says that God sent a Savior. Why? Because he wanted to save the world. And he sent a Savior. And so can you see that the Savior is wrapped up in God's love? And when we get a concept of God's love and the Savior, then we get a full understanding of who God is. God is love. He loved us. He sent His Son. He sent the Savior, not to destroy us, not to condemn us, not to punish us, but to save us. Wow. Love. It's the beginning, it's the greatest. Of all the forces that exist. Do you know that there's no love in hell? Do you know that there's no love in Satan? Do you know that there is no love in demons? Do you know that there's no love in darkness? Do you know that there's no love? There's pretense with agendas, but no love. Why is that? Because there's no essence of God in darkness. But all of God is love. And all of heaven is love. And the gift that God wants to give us is love. And the manifestation of God in our lives is love. And so the whole Bible can be summarized in just one word. And that word is love. You've got it. God is love. Jesus is love. Salvation is love. When you become a disciple of Jesus the manifestation that comes out of your life is love. You become a lover of God, a lover of people, a lover of life. How awesome is that? Let me let me let me move to the second big one. This is the first gift that Christmas is all about is God giving us love. Second gift that God wants to give us is joy. I love this. Luke chapter 2 verse 11. I bring you glad tidings of great joy. So, so we, we, sing, we sang it this morning. The first song we opened up with. What was it? Joy, joy to the world. the world. Here's the second big one. Joy. I love joy. And what does joy come from? Joy comes from a promise fulfilled. He was the announcement that the angels made. It says, I bring you glad tidings of great joy. For this day in the city of David is born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He's the promise fulfilled. A promise was made thousands of years previously. It was made in the Garden of Eden. Get hold of this. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 where God promised that yes, sin has come into the world, but a Savior is coming. And he's going to crush the serpent. He's going to destroy sin. And so this, we call this in the Greek the pro-evangelium. It's in Genesis 3.15. It's the first pronouncement that the Savior is coming. Minimum of 4,000 years previously. It might have been more than 4,000 years previously. But at least 4,000 years previously, he's God making a promise. How many of you are excited when a promise takes 4,000 years to be fulfilled? Uh, Do you know anybody that's made you a promise and and it's already getting close to 4,000 years? Uh, But there's something that happens when a promise gets fulfilled. When an expectation is met, that brings incredible joy. It's like, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. And now joy comes. Maybe for your children tomorrow, they're expecting something. Maybe you made a promise. If you're going to be a good kid, if you're going to be a good boy, a good girl, then I'll promise you a bike or whatever it is. And how many of you remember when you were a kid, there was a promise, and you were waiting until Christmas Day, and it was just awesome to wait. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted a train set. For Christmas, I wanted a train set. Just it would have, would have been awesome. And uh, and so my parents bought me a train set. But um, they were so excited about the. Tra- you got to understand, migrant parents. They, they they never had presents when they were at Christmas time. They never got anything. It was like poor people. They just didn't get anything. And so they were excited finally to be in a position where they could get their kid a train set. And so they. They were around the kitchen table one night playing with the train set before Christmas. And I heard this commotion. And so I walk into the room to find them playing with a train. Whose train set is this? Don't go, go to bed, go to bed. This is. I sprung him. So I, I, I put two and two together that it wasn't Santa Claus that bro- brought me at the train set. It was my parents that were had, that had playing with it before I. Before I could play with it, they'd already broken it in for me. I don't know if they broke it or not, but, uh, but, but there's something powerful about when a promise is made and it fulfilled and the incredible joy that it brings. This is the promise of salvation, the promise of redemption, the promise. And I just you know, one, one of the people that's left out of the Christmas story but was part of the Christmas story is a guy called Simeon. How many of you you know that Simeon was part of the Christmas story? You say, what? Simeon? How many of you have never heard of Simeon? There you go. Some of you are not going to put your hand up just in case you look embarrassed. I've been hearing this Christmas story all my life. Where does Simeon come in? Well, eight days after Jesus was born, they took Jesus to the temple to dedicate him and and um, you know, to, to do what was right in the law when, when a child a firstborn boy opens the womb, then part of the law of the Old Testament was to dedicate that child to God. And so he's Simeon, and uh, you can read about Simeon in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. And, and the Bible says that there was a man in Jerusalem, whose name was Simeon. This man was devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he would see the Lord's Christ. He's this guy. Everybody had been waiting 4,000 years minimum, and God speaks to him through the Spirit you are going to see the Messiah before you die. And he's waiting, 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 waiting. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be? And all of a sudden, here's this, he's this carpenter, Joseph. And, he's, and his, his young bride, Mary, walks in to dedicate the Lord Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, this is the one. And he begins to prophesy. Verse 29, it says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. What I was waiting for, I've seen. Which you have prepared before the face of all people. And then he begins to prophesy that this wasn't just going to be salvation for the Jews. But it was going to be salvation for all people. He says, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Here's the joy. The joy is this, that the message of Christmas is not punishment to the Gentiles not judgment to the Gentiles, but revelation to the Gentiles. And, and 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 we are of the Gentile race, my friends. And God has opened our eyes to understand that Jesus is the savior of the world. And that brings joy because with joy is the revelation that we have eternal life, that even when we die, we don't die, but we go from one state of existence to another state of existence. We get to win and not to lose. How many of you know that brings joy? We're on the winning side and what the winners do they clap and they cheer how many of you are winners yeah. joy that's what jesus came to bring was love joy and peace here's the third one peace and we spoke about it right at the first verse that jesus was going to be called the prince of peace But in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And that word peace sits as a central word in all of this message that God has come to give us peace. 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 I just love the word peace. Because peace is what this world needs. But more importantly, peace is what every single one of us need individually. Peace. Because too often we get surrounded by fear. Too often we have fear just grip our hearts. And fear of the future, fear of the past, fear of consequences. Fear, fear, fear. And the Christmas story. I love the Christmas story because it's all... To do with, do not be afraid, fear not. You know, when the angel appeared to Zechariah, the the father of John the Baptist, the first words that he said to Zechariah was in Luke 1.13. Zechariah, don't be afraid. Stop being fearful. The angel appears to Mary. What are the first words the angel says to Mary? Mary, do not be afraid. The angel of peace to Joseph in Matthew 1 verse 20. And again, hey, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. Stop stop being afraid. And then, and then I love the shepherds. Here they are in the field. And the angel comes. And the first thing that the shepherds do is that they're absolutely, you know, it's shock and horror. And the angel says, come on, stop being afraid. Because I've come to give you good news of great joy. But stop being afraid. Can I just say to you that the word of the Lord for you right now is don't be afraid because peace has come. Peace has come. Peace has come. Dan, would you just come just for a second? And just because I, I just want to minister peace into your heart. And, and I just want Dan just to sing peace has come. Just, just for a second, right in the middle of my preaching. So that you can just receive peace in your life. Because some of you are full of stress. Some of you are full of angst. Some of you are coming to the end of this year and saying, Thank God 2017 is over. I couldn't stand another week of this. Another two weeks. But I want you to finish this year with peace. One of the things that we've done is that we've tried to give you all a little fridge magnet. That says, Come on, God's got this. God's got this. God's got it from the beginning. God's got it right now and God's going to have it at the end because one of the gifts he wants to give you is this gift of peace. <laughs> See, fear is the antithesis of peace. And what fear is, Just it's, it's an acronym, fear, F-E-A-R. And here it is, false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is, false evidence appearing real. And what the enemy wants you to do is to look at the evidence all around you, to look at the the brokenness all around you, to look at the junk all around you. But what he will try to do is take your eyes off hope. How God is able to put together the broken pieces. How God is able to put together that which was broken in your life and that which caused stress in your life. And God being able to... he, He wants to block your ears from hearing this. You know what? This might be the situation now, but it's not the last word. Because God's got the last word. He's got the last word in your situation. And right now, the gift that God wants to give you is the gift of peace. I just want you to just close your eyes and just receive this blessing from Dan as he sings, Peace is here. Peace has come. Peace is here. For. He draws near Some of you right now need to see that God is holding this beautiful gift of peace. And he's got it in his hands and he wants to give it to you. But you've got to draw near. You can't sit where you are and arms folded and tears running down your face. Complaining about the fact that there's stress and strife in your life. You need to draw near to receive that gift. And with peace comes joy. With peace and joy comes love. That's like God's got these three big, huge parcels in his arms. And he says, I want to give them to you. Love, joy, and peace. Don't want you to move into 2018 without love, joy, and peace. But you know what, some of you, listen to me. The enemies come and he's a thief right from the beginning. And he's come to rob, to kill, and to destroy. What he wants to steal from you is love. What he wants to steal from you is joy. What he wants to steal from you is peace. But God is love, joy, and peace. And the Holy Spirit is love, joy, and peace. And Paul so beautifully puts it in Galatians 5, 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, here it is. The first evidence of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, and peace. The very things that were announced for us Christmas 2,000 years ago. Love, joy, and peace. The Holy Spirit has them available to you 24-7. Love, joy, and peace. Friends, God gave us Jesus so that we can have love, joy, and peace. And today we've got a choice. We've got a choice whether we're going to stay away, hold back, or whether we're going to draw near. Some of you today, it's your day to make a decision. Say, but I don't feel anything. I don't know if I've got faith. Do you know what? The decision is this Christmas 2017, God's got these beautiful gifts. It's all in Jesus, the Savior of the world. He says, I want to give you love. I want to give you joy. I want to give you peace. But you've got to receive. It's your choice whether you receive it. When I was a little kid, maybe six or seven years of age, and Anne was similar age in Wales, and here I am in Australia. We, as little kids, we just made that decision, and we've never regretted it, receiving Jesus, the Savior of the world. And with that With that simple act of faith, so simple that a child could do it, just say, Jesus, come into my heart. We've never, ever regretted it. And today, it's just so simple for you to do that. It's a choice. You can either choose to do it or choose not to do it. How many of you have chosen to receive Jesus as your Savior? How many of you have done that? You made that choice? It wasn't that hard, was it? If you're here today and you've not made that choice, I want to tell you it's the greatest Christmas gift that you can receive. Your sin's forgiven. It's the hope of eternal life. It's it's the understanding that no matter what comes your way in life, God's got the ultimate answer. I'm looking across this congregation and I see people that are fighting life and death diseases. And they're fighting them with incredible dignity They're fighting them with incredible hope because they know this, that their future is sealed in Jesus. What an incredible thing to be able to face life and death with the dignity of knowing my future is sealed in Jesus. Once I vacate this body, I'm with Jesus forever and ever. That's the hope that he wants to give. And when you have that hope, it gives you a peace that the world can never give. And that comes through Jesus. The hope of having your sins forgiven. Having this understanding that you're not going to face the judge. You're going to face the Father. What a hope that is. Because if your sins are not forgiven, the day will come when you're going to stand before the judge. And what a tough day that will be. But today, here's your Christmas present is God's love. Washing away your sins. Giving you eternal life. How awesome is that? your choice. Receive or reject. It's your choice. And today, if you want to choose life, choose love, joy, peace, what you've got to do is say, Jesus, come into my life today. I receive the Christmas present. I receive the Christmas present. I receive. I receive Jesus. I receive it all. I receive love, joy, peace, eternal life, hope, faith. I receive it all. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. your choice, your choice to accept or reject your choice. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thanks for listening to this message from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.